Sales is King, episode 72. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am your host. And this is a podcast about the changing digital landscape, the new requirements for selling effectively in 2018 and 2019 and beyond, the changing buyer, the difficulties that we face today in sales. And we discuss what is required to succeed and thrive as salespeople today. And I believe that salespeople and sales leaders are at a crossroads. We can either adapt, evolve, change, learn, or we can cling to our old ways and watch our numbers continue to decline. Sales quota attainment has dropped over the last six years. It was in the high 60s in terms of percentages of salespeople that met quota and now has dropped into around the mid-50s in through a six-year drop. So what we talk about in this podcast is what we need to do to make sure that we turn these numbers around and succeed going forward. And by all means, if you haven't reached out as yet, please drop me a note at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com, and let's talk a little bit about what you guys are facing out there and how we might be able to help. Hey guys, welcome back to Sales as King. It's Dan Sixsmith. Glad to be with you. And today we're going to talk about um, a very important skill for salespeople as they evolve into modern digital sellers. And that skill is creating a reason to buy. Creating a reason to buy. We know from the research that 74% of the wins today in B2B Go to those organizations that engage early, that help to set the buying agenda. And only 26% go to those that engage in the RFPs and slug it out in the feature function price wars that occur late stage. So we're encouraged to engage earlier with prospects to be able to set the buying agenda. However, in order to do that effectively, we need to be able to really know what to do when we get involved early stage. And unfortunately, according to the research, we're still struggling. Um, Only 17% of salespeople are actually getting a second meeting. So today, I wanna go over what do we do in those initial early stage meetings? How do we create an environment that turns this prospect into a sale? that gets them to want to engage again with us and go into our sales process. It can't just be about us. It can't just be about our solution. It can't just be about a demo. We may not be at the demo stage. We're in the consultative part of the process, right? So how do we engage effectively? Um, We've talked quite a bit about getting good at discovery, right? Being able to ask intelligent, thoughtful questions that will get the prospect thinking about his or her business, Um, and then being able to make the transition to then connecting those issues, those requirements, those priorities, 
back to our solution and how we can help them. Oftentimes we get into these meetings and the prospects are not even entirely certain of what their particular needs are. Um, so it's really going to be incumbent upon us to get in there and start to dig in and ask some good questions. But it's more than just asking questions, right? Um, it's got to go back to the preparation. We've got to go in there extremely prepared in terms of the research we've done on the organization, on the individual, the backgrounds of both, right? What are the companies sharing on social? What is the individual sharing on social? What, um, you know, are the comp- is the company in the news? Is the individual in the news? What's going on? What are the kind of big corporate issues that are happening? So we need to have those in hand when we go in to show and demonstrate that we do have some knowledge of the organization. Um, and then we have to prepare some interesting questions that are going to help uncover potential needs. But we have to be able to create this environment where the meeting turns from our solution being kind of a nice-to-have into a must-have. That's the key. That's where a lot of us struggle. How do we create an environment where the prospect turns into a buyer? So there are certainly plenty of strategic questions you can ask that are going to be based on your research for sure. But today I want to take a little bit of a different angle because we've done entire programs on uh, the right questions to ask in terms of discovery. Um, But today I want to take a psychological angle. Um, Let's take a look at the buyer in terms of what would be his motivation, right? Uh, We talk about connecting emotionally with these buyers. um, And that doesn't mean, you know, we're connecting with them uh, as friends. But it does mean that we're getting deep into understanding their motivations. And if the buyers feel that we are um, empathetic, that we understand them, that we know where they're coming from or what they're trying to achieve, I think we're going a long way to um, advancing our cause and being able to do a better job of creating an environment, creating a reason to buy. So we need to find out what's going on in this prospect's mind, right? Um, So how do we do that? You know, I think one of the interesting things to do today would be to, to think through, you know, because we're all consumers at heart, right? Even though uh, in B2B, you know, there are these buying committees and, uh, you know, bigger purchase item decisions. At the end of the day, um, like Tiffany Bova in her book, Growth IQ says, everything's really moving from B to B, B to C. It's really B to E, business to experience, right? So... Um, at the end of the day, our buyer's a consumer at heart. And let's think about some of the reasons. Let's talk through some of the reasons why buyers buy. And as we go through that, I would take note of it to be kind of thinking about some of the reasons why your buyer may be thinking about or why they even met with you in the first place, right? So let's go through some of the reasons. Um, Number one, A buyer may buy something in order to make money, right? So um, we talked about this in the last episode, show me the money. Is the buyer motivated by a financial gain, right? Is he tied to revenue? Um, You know, how is he compensated, uh, if you could find that out, you know? Um, 
that's going to be really important, right? So is he all about making money, growing the top line uh, or she? Uh, number two, saving money, right? Are we talking about a financial buyer, a CFO perhaps, that's looking to save money, right? So you can take that angle, um, trying to understand uh, what, what is motivating him around um, trying to reduce costs, right? What's what's the current state? Next, are they trying to save time, right? Is it a is it a is it a time saving issue, or next is it trying to make the workflow easier and smoother? That's another reason why people buy, right? Um, the next reason to be more secure, right? Is there a way? Um, is this particular prospect looking to strengthen his? Uh, position in the organization, right? Can we show him that moving forward with us will actually make him more secure or her more secure in their role? Some of these are more consumer focused and I'm going to leave them out, but I'm just working through them. Next, to be distinct, right? Does your prospect, is he or she concerned with differentiation, right? If so, then let's show them how our solution can help them be a market leader, be a pioneer, be a differentiator, right? Um, next, uh, people buy for convenience, right? Uh, is this buyer motivated for convenience? Um, is moving forward with our product or solution just going to make things just so much easier for him, so much more convenient, um, reduce the workload that he has to do, right? Um, great. Next one, buyers buy out of fear, right? So is there something that is troubling this buyer? You know, is he worried or she worried about something that's coming down the pike? Can we be the people? Can you be the salesperson that helps him allay these fears or her? Um, can you show them how you've done this for other companies and how um, perhaps you'll be able to take away this kind of fear, whether it's fear of disruption or fear of losing his or her job. Um, that's another reason. Next, people buy out of greed, right? Um, again, you could have someone that's very hyper um, share of market focus, right? That's out there to just grab a lot of money for him or herself and or the company. And then you can take that angle to kind of show them that, hey, you know, this is a solution that's going to make you a lot of money um, if you invest a little bit with us. Um, sometimes people buy from stubborn buying habits, right? So um, we need to kind of ascertain right off the bat if there is someone, an incumbent, right, that uh, they're just comfortable with, that they just keep going back to. Um, or as Jerry Acuff said on one of our um, programs, you know, um, you know, perhaps uh, the buyer buys from his sister-in-law or there's someone family in there um, that you have to kind of work around. So, again, this is also um, a motivation. Next, um, people buy to have a meaningful experience. And this one is skyrocketing up the charts these days, right? Customer experience both in consumer and business transactions. Um, so is this person concerned with having a meaningful experience, right? Um, if he is, then you need to paint the picture, we said this in the last episode, of what the experience is going to be like after the sale, 
right? Uh, what's going to happen when the delivery team takes over and the customer success teams engage? Um, so again, meaningful experience could certainly be um, another motivating factor. Um, the next reason why people buy, to improve their skills, right? Will your solution help evolve this particular buyer uh, and give them greater skills? Will it add to their um, personal uh, resume in some way? Will it deliver them additional skills that they might not have had before or help them tap into um, some skills that are underutilized? Next, people buy to move closer to their goals, right? So if we can find out what the goals are of the buyer, right, in terms of, you know, is this a critical thing for him or her um, in 2018, 2019, you know, um, what are they tied to? What are they measured by, right? Um, if this, if we could find out what their goals are um, and connect that way, we're going to have a better chance of creating this environment to buy. Let's see. Um, for the story, the next one is for the story. People love stories, right? We talk so much about storytelling, how important that is. Um, success stories, right? Um, maybe this customer, this prospect wants to be the first uh, in his industry to launch this particular initiative, right? He'll be the pioneer, the leader, the guy or gal that can go into the, the um, publications and talk about how they blazed a trail, right? So um, it could be for the story, uh, which is another motivation, another reason why people buy. Next reason, because it's new. People buy things that are new, right? So um, if this is a buyer that's excited about new stuff, um, then you're going to take the angle um, about, you know, how this is a brand new technology that is um, about to explode on the marketplace. We're going to keep powering through some of these, but I think these are helpful um, in terms of thinking about this, you know, the psychology of the buyer. So when we get into these meetings, like what, you know, what angle do we want to take? First, we got to find out where the buyer is coming from. Um, let's see. Some people buy because everyone else has it, right? Um, the herd mentality, right? So perhaps you're working with others in the industry, um, and this buyer, uh, you, you know, you've demonstrated that um, he might be falling behind in certain areas. And um, you may find out that he's a buyer that, you know, likes to make sure that he's um, in line with everybody else. So that would be another motivating factor. People also buy next because they trust the brand. Um, if we've established some uh, credibility and some working relationship with this company, uh, then we can certainly use that uh, as we start to talk about new business. Um, we talk about the brand experience that the prospect has had already. The next reason people buy is because they trust the person selling it. How huge is this? They trust the person selling it. So how do we, and, and you remember from one of the earlier episodes, the number one reason why salespeople are rejected by buyers is lack of trust. So how do we go in and how do we earn the trust of the buyer? And we've done whole episodes on this. We'll touch on it 
quickly, but again, it comes into being a subject matter expert. It comes down to doing the preparation, doing the research, knowing about what's going on, asking those questions, coming up with ideas, thinking on your feet, um, and delivering a tremendous experience in that first meeting. That's how you start to develop trust, and that's critical. And that is one of the key reasons why buyers buy from salespeople today. So if you don't think salespeople are important, um, guess again. They are very important. Um, and that's one of the whole reasons why we're out here with this podcast. Um, let's see. People buy because they're, the business, the, the vendor, has a good reputation, right? So if this uh, guy or, or girl, gal is um, concerned with um, your reputation and you've got some great uh, success stories and case studies to show – well, that's what you're going to kind of focus on as you move forward, and that's what you're going to keep coming back to, right? You're going to set him up with uh, current clients to have some debriefing calls. You're going to send him those case studies. You're going to send him those videos, right? So um, that's another reason why people buy. Um, let's see. Another reason why people buy is because they were recommended uh, to speak to you. Right, so um, so important to get referrals, um, and uh, you know, getting those referrals. And if, if someone is wants to buy, uh, and they feel like you know a referral is important, like they want to hear from somebody else, that's a key reason um, for you to go out and make sure you get a referral or a recommendation. If that's one of the main criteria for this particular buyer. Um, let's see what else. People buy to um, accommodate a special event, right? <clears throat> so is there something going on? Is there a sales kickoff meeting? Is there a um, new product innovation meeting? Something where uh, the buyer can leverage your services um, to make sure that that meeting is a success, right? Uh, we call it an impending event in, um, you know, our B2B sales vernacular, right? But, um, you know, what is this potential event that may spur uh, the buyer to um, want to buy from us? Let's see. Um, another reason why buyers buy, because they know that there will be ongoing customer support after the purchase. This is huge, right? Because people, and we talked about this in one of the earlier episodes, people are putting their necks on the line, right? They're stepping out and buying your product, your solution. They're going to want to know that there's going to be hand-holding, right? Um, there's always buyer's remorse, right? So after someone signs off on a deal, they typically go, oh, my God, did I do the right thing, you know? So um, in this case, um, if you're able to demonstrate what a great customer success team you have and customer service team and, and that there's going to be a lot of hand-holding, um, this is going to be key. But again, you need to find out if that's one of their key uh, motivations. Next, to replace an older product. Is there something in there right now that they're not happy with, right, um, that might be a similar solution or the same solution? That's a good one. Um, 
Let's see. Some of these, again, are more consumer-focused. Next, business advancement, right? So um, is this particular prospect concerned with, um, you know, getting a leg up on the competition, which just about everybody is, right? But, um, you know, if that's his main driver, you know, how do we show that this is going to give them a competitive difference um, in the marketplace. Next, and we're starting to work through um, toward the end of the list, but I think this is important because I would really make a list of these and keep them handy um, so that you know some of the different motivations. The next one is to reduce risk, right? Uh, and this one I say over and over again, how do you turn the tables on risk? People are hesitant to spend money, but if you show them that, there's inherent risk in what they're doing today. Um, and that spending money with you is actually going to be less of a risky proposition, then um, you're going to be much better off. Next, um, we talked about case studies. Um, let's see if there's anything else here. One of the reasons, of course, is it the cheapest choice which um, if we're true value sellers, um, we're going to be able to deflect that because it's not all about price. Um, but there are so many price buyers out there, right? So it is a good um, motivation. And it could be that someone is all about the price, the price, the price, the price. And um, that makes our job a little more difficult, but we have to move into our value selling, right? We have to uh, move into our gap selling, where we talk about the current state, we talk about what the future state looks like, um, and what that gap is in between. And the amount of money in there um, is really what your solution is going to help the prospect make up. So, um, Value selling is key, but people are motivated by price sometimes, and we have to ascertain that um, when we get into these meetings. So that's it for today. I wanted to talk about, because I hear this a lot um, in these early stage conversations, you know, it's a great meeting. We talked about a lot of things, and, you know, we get this feedback that, you know, this is great what you guys do. We'll keep it under advisement. Um, you know, we see it as a nice to have, and uh, see you later. But, you know, we have to take action in these meetings to create this reason to buy. Always think about that when you go in early stage. You know, how will I create a reason to buy? And think about the psychological things we talked about and how to connect with the buyer um, and understand his motivations, right? Where he's coming from, from an emotional level, from a psychological level, and then be able to kind of work the conversation from there and then tie back your solution or product and how it's going to help him or her um, solve his issue and move forward. Peace. You